I don't actually think it's dark. I just <coughs> think people will feel like it's dark mm-hmm. because okay. it. Every time I've talked to it, talked to somebody about it, they're like, "Oh fuck, that's it's pretty dark." Well, you know, I'll be fine. I don't know about how our listeners will handle the beginning of our episode or whatever, but that's fine. Yeah. Let's just try it. Okay. <laughs> and so I've been like trying to get this joke to work for like the last few months and like have just never been able to nail it. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I get it to work a little bit, but it's never really hit the way I wanted to. Um, and it's a joke that like is about cutting yourself. And it's like, uh, you know, the, premise I've been running with so far is like, you know, it's it's, dating new people sucks because you can't like keep doing a lot of the things that you used to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like I can't keep like cutting myself in the shower now because like they will see the cuts and have too many questions, which is Mm -hmm. fucked up because like if like I give you the knife and we come up with a safe word and I let you tie me up, suddenly it's perfectly okay and it's a fetish and we're engaging a thing. But if I want to cut myself alone, like now suddenly I quote have a problem and need to see a therapist. It's like, okay, mom. (laughs) But like, well, the thing is like, you know, that's the premise of it, right? Uh But I think I came up with like a punchline kind of to it or like a more jokey thing because like I was really... I was trying to give myself my estrogen shot the other day, right? And I couldn't do it. I just couldn't, like, give myself this shot. It's just, like, the lead-up to it. I know it doesn't actually hurt. It's just the lead-up to it. It's so intense, right? Mm -hmm. And I was feeling really down on myself and really disappointed in myself. I was like, you bitch. Like, you used to sit in the shower and cut yourself every day in high school. And, like, you've done, like, so many destructive things to your body. Like, I was disappointed in my ability to (laughs) self-harm. Right? Yeah. And so, so, like, I've been trying to, like, wrap that into this joke somehow. But it is an inherently interesting thing to me, like, this, like, line, right? Yeah. Because it, people are into have cutting fetishes and blood play fetishes. Totally. And that's perfectly fine if you're, like, with another person. Right. But it, if you, like, do it on yourself, then there's something wrong with it. Yeah. And it's, like, because people do have fetishes they engage with just by themselves all the time, right? And so if we're saying the act it alone is fine, like, we're, we're saying, okay, cutting yourself isn't inherently bad because it's fine within this, like, circumstance, uh-huh. then, like... It's just the intent kind of behind it. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. It's this weird thing like in my head of like these fetishes that are technically kind of harmful to us that we like just like we have very like odd lines about what is and isn't acceptable to do, right? Like yeah. people who have like needle fetishes will needle themselves and like push needles to themselves and that's okay. Yeah. But somebody who like wants to cut themselves, even like even if you are sad, like why is yeah. it then bad to like let somebody do a thing that like brings them a catharsis, right? Because like a lot of kink is that. A lot of kink is catharsis for people and it's a very intense moment and like, you know, people with needling fetishes or like different types of like uh, you know, bondage fetishes, like people will self-tie, like tie their own legs up and like leave their legs right that because it does have this emotional catharsis okay. behind it, right? And so okay. why then is, you know, the cutting the bad one, right? Right. Well, okay. So that's actually something that I talked about a little bit. Um, I'd forgotten about this. Uh, when I first started talking about like, you know, the girl having depression and so, you know, she likes these really spicy foods just to feel something. We were talking about the cutting. I was like, yeah, like, it's interesting that I can scrape my nails down her back, you know, and that's fine and whatever. But I think it's because when we have this, when we have this, like, sexual thing, I don't think we're thinking of the person as, like, sad, for one thing. Uh, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm just trying not to feel a pain. The sexual thing, there's, you're not, you're not, like... I mean, it, it would be interesting to know if there are couples out there who are like uh, BDSM who like when the girl was in a depressed mode, for instance, if one way to deal with that was actually to start going into uh, a sexual cutting kind of place with it, even, you know, not, you know, even just with your nails or something like that, that would be a really interesting thing to know. I, I daren't try it when she's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, there's no way I could ever like uh, bring do it that. up. Yeah. It's like, it's like, that would be why if that's a if skill, that's a, I don't have like the ability to acquire even right. Well, if it turns out that like one great thing that you can do when someone is in a depressive little moment or episode or whatever is 
to have hot, like I will start hurting the girl if that would make her happy. <laughs> oh my God. That would probably be the great way for me to like get into, I would love it if it turns out that that is what you should do to, instead of some, I mean, someone else can't cut, but it's like we are with alcohol. I think that we are, you know, you're not supposed to drink alone. It's kind of an idea too. Um, and like you say, there are some sexual things you can do alone that are cool, even if they're, but I think that maybe it's like alcohol and cutting are both harmful and so when you're doing it with someone else, it somehow feels, you know, more acceptable than if you're just harming yourself by, you know, like those well, strike th- me as similar. I think what it is, is it's an acknowledgement that those feelings exist and people are pretty afraid of that. Oh, maybe that's you know? it. Yeah. It's like, well, well, if we're in the sexual situation, we're doing it because there's sex, it sex. It's a sex thing. Yeah. But if you're just doing it by yourself, that's, that's clearly, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's yeah. like and people don't like to like admit the fact that like people have those fucked up feelings and often find solutions to them on their own. Dude, it's right? so much hotter. This is like, oh my God, it's so much hotter if someone is like just in the void in their head, just like really in a dark, horrible place and you just start like scratching your nails, you know what I mean? If you took out a knife and put it to their throat and then that became yours, that is so much hotter than yeah. just getting into it because you're like, hmm, let's have a glass. When you start making out and you start doing it, no, 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 no. Like, oh, I hope this winds up <laughs> being a thing. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. You know, like, I, I've used, like, kink in that way before, right? Where it's like, I've, like, been in, like, a mood. Uh-huh. And, like, have just wanted somebody to hit me. Yeah, okay, And, like, yeah. just, like, I, I need you to hit me. I want you to, like, spank. And it's, like, not just for a sexual, yeah. like, release. It's for, like, this different emotional, The way like, I slap myself in the face sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and it's just, like, but we but with cutting, because there's blood involved, and it has this, yeah, like... Blood. And it has this, well, like, air scars. of, like, suicide around it and, like, serious... And it's, like, I'm not saying that, like we should just like allow everybody to cut themselves and that like cutting should be like, you know, a good solution. Right. Well, right now we're not allowing it. It's a thing that we actively like advocate against. Right. Sure. We advocate against it. Yeah. Which you is know, it's like, I'm not saying like, yeah, just let your kids go home a and little cut light themselves. Cutting, but I'm like, like take, you know, learn about cutting first, you know, Google it, make sure you're doing it safely. If you're going to be cutting, like, um, cause it could be a good release valve potentially. What do we think? I don't, you know, do we have some science on this? I mean, it worked for me in the past. <laughs> yeah, it worked for the girl. I mean, I don't know if it worked. You know, people, people are <laughs> yeah, did it work? Still, I'm still attempting suicide. Fucking... You know, like, um, but she, you know, and but she does have scars, and uh, I think that's something that people are afraid of too. Because some people, like the conservative thing, is just to be against body modification at all. But like cutting is also a body modification that you can kind of consciously. I don't, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just a straight up suicide attempt. Sometimes it's, you know, that you're not thinking about the scar necessarily, mm-hmm. whatever, but still what you are ultimately doing is this interesting body modification that, but is then a part of you, just like a tattoo has a story behind it and meaning for you for the rest of the life, yeah. your life, you know, and that may be a way to deal with, uh, the pain, you know, well, and that's the thing. There are people out there that are into things like, that are into scarring that right. are into branding, mm-hmm. right? People, some people like having cigarettes and cigars put out on and them. And tattoos right? are scars. They are yeah. painful to get and they're scars so, so we're choosing there are all that. these like yeah forms of like self-inflicted right. pain that we've deemed acceptable but for some reason that i think and honestly i think in a lot of ways it's because it's associated with teenage girls yeah and, like teenage girls have always like That's historically true. been used as like reasons to delegitimize things like music all the time it's like well, they just make it for teenage girls so it's like so what you're saying then is that teenage girls opinion and taste and things yeah. don't fucking matter and are yeah, bad they're inherently wrong right yeah, and i think and i think it being attached to emotion and to teenage girls gives it that like dark that's definitely stigma. true because i do have that sort of misogynistic ageist impulse myself in my heart so i can tell that the whole culture has a lot of that floating around yeah yeah 
But like, like, dude, just speaking of, I mean, so tattoos, so I just got this Princess Leia tattoo uh-huh. and uh, I had a new like kind of like pseudo sexual experience with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time, like I've always enjoyed getting tattoos. Right. But most of mine are like just line work that didn't take super long to like do. And I could kind of get into it for a bit, but it wasn't like painful, painful. Uh-huh. Um, but like I knew I was getting this like bigger piece done. And so. I've been uh, I've been going back through this series uh, like uh, uh, the, I'm on the first book of it again, right? Cushiel's uh, mm-hmm. Dart, and more or less it involves this like super definition of like masochistic sub, like working in like a f- fake historical time, like as like a prostitute more or less uh-huh. that like spies on people for like the person they work for, right? Uh-huh. And uh, because they're so like you know subby and like masochisticy, right? And, like, part of, like, this process of, like, getting her, like, freedom or whatever is, like, getting this tattoo piece by piece put together. And, like, it describes, like, in great detail, like, the, like, bliss and the sensation of, like, the pain as, like, his needles are, like, you know, tattooing her to, like, fill out this back tattoo she has to get to gain her freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Her mark, as they call it. But, like, so going in to get this tattoo, I was like, oh, fuck, like, I'm going to be sitting here for, like, you know, four hours, two different times. Like, I think, I think instead of just being chatty the whole time, I'm going to like actually let myself lean into it and like kind of get in like a, like a a fetishistic like enjoyment from the pain, you know? Of course. But, but I've, I mean, I've had that happen where I've gotten that pain before, but I've never gone in and intentionally like created a headspace behind it. And like a little storyline, like I was in that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, space where I was like getting my tattoo done and I'm like such a fucking like, you know, slutty little sub like masochist, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that like I, and, and I should like just have to sit there and it was so fucking hot. Right. Just like it's like you know people who are into the dentist just in their head while they're at the dentist just be like, <laughs> right? I was yeah. kind of doing that with this tattoo, and it was it was so much fun. Yeah, I always um, switch that on at least for a moment in any kind of yeah doctor or pain situation. But but it I was usually, nice. You know, I travel through different storylines, some sexual, some not. <laughs> See, for me, it's just like it's so the pain like in those moments, like it is good to like dig into yeah. it and to like really let yourself yeah. feel it to not try and like think like it doesn't hurt, but like no, it does. No, hurt. it does hurt. It yeah. hurts, oh, and yeah. like you're in pain, and just like oh yeah, you ride it. You know, look and, how good it's going to feel when the pain abates. Yeah, you know, it's, it's part of the whole thing. Yeah. And here's the thing. If like our whole deal with cutting is that we don't want it to be done alone, like this is another area sex workers would be wonderful for because there it's you like, go. let's have you know, sex workers I mean, cut fuck, our teenagers. You know, I, paid, I paid that lady with the, for the tattoo. Like I paid her like good money to like tattoo me. Like why not like have somebody who's a sex worker get paid that equivalent amount or whatever to cut somebody. Is it right? wrong to want to watch a 25 year old woman cut a 15 year old girl? <laughs> <laughs> no comments. <laughs> I'm to figure out how old the girl was when she gave herself her scars and be like, whatever that age is, it's just like, that's what I want to sexualize. So it's probably like 17 or something. Some kind of, it'll be fine. <laughs> but it's not, it's not sex. It's just like an, an intense human experience. Like that's wild. I mean, that's why we people watch have fetishes like for that. it, right? Yeah. And we watch movies where we'll have scenes like that in movies and everyone pretends they're not like interested in these, you know, these intense experiences and watching that. Like it's not, it's not actually creepy of me to want to watch a 25 year old, you know, cut a 15 year old. That's a wild moment. Like if we had a society where there were cutting prostitutes for sure, you know, but <laughs> uh, mm. anyway, that was my thought, you know? Yeah. Well, I love that idea. If cutting. I don't, yeah. It's, it's like, it feels like a weird thing to advocate for in a weird school. way. Cause it's like, I feel like it should be more acceptable, but also at the same time, I realize how harmful it can be. Oh you know? yeah, we are. Oh, and, sorry. And I forgot we're joking about a serious subject. Um, no, I mean, but that's not, well, it is, we are joking about a serious subject, but I'm also like, have been having these thoughts. Like I'm trying to do a joke about it for a reason, because I do think it is like a extremely kind of like interesting headspace and a little bit of a hypocritical stance that people have. Right. Yeah. The selective types of pain and the types of like injuries you're allowed to cause to yourself, yeah. you know, 
like it's it has this like, it plays like in this look. really odd space of bodily autonomy right yeah yeah and so like, it almost feels like witchery in a way too like, yeah that's, but that's that the thing is like i don't want to be like we should just let everyone cut themselves because that's clearly not a good thing like it's well, just what is i mean it, but, i mean what do we what do we, i don't know i feel like it's people's right but i feel like I do too. Suicide is people's right. Like I guess it's a weird it's like, thing I guess for we should encourage to... people who are genuinely sad to just pick up a knife and cut themselves. Well, but right? may, do we maybe, maybe have we studied it? Like, do we know whether it might actually help? have a salutary effect on their Possibly. mental health? I mean, we don't know. I mean, electroshock therapy can help. I think it depends on if you use that moment of relief or whatever to like. Um, change things in your life. I don't know. It's like the way we use medication. It's a self-medication yeah. that, that I don't know if we know the effectiveness of it compared to other therapies that could help you, you know, or compared to other, you know, whatever treatments that could help you to then do the cognitive behavioral therapy you're going to need. Yeah. You know, also, you know, if you happen to get hard while doing it, Twofer. All the better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How confusing for your mental health. Two, two birds, but, you one know. stone, right? Just like, yeah. like if I, you know, want to like cut the inside of my thigh and then use the blood as lube to jerk my trans grill dick off with, that should be my I, that right. That feels like a ritual you should just go through every month. That's actually, yeah. Mimic your period. I think there's a tribe that does that. <laughs> that's actually how you, have, that's what you have to do to get into the group. We all come and yeah. find you and we're like, all right, you got to cut your thigh and jerk off in front of us now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sad trans if you don't do it you don't get your membership cards i'm just no. it, great benefits trans women are real women but only if they monthly cut their thighs and masturbate their dicks with blood, <laughs> period blood. Mm-hmm. or new vaginas or new vaginas depending on what's up <laughs> so i was just on tour and i had like this one night where i had a heckler who would not stop Oh, yeah. I heard um, you talking to the girl about that on the phone. Mm-hmm. You were just going well, in on it. Well, dude. It seemed like a lot because you were on speakerphone, so I was hearing a lot of it. Oh, were you? Well, yeah. I apologize. But no, it's, no, I mean, I was enjoying listening. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, this woman, I mean, we were in this cute like gelato shop in Pensacola, Florida, and... um you know closed for the night we have like a nice comedy show there's this group of teachers there who were clearly kind of toasted but they they couldn't wait for the show to start and so but there was when I was talking outside to a couple of comics this woman immediately heckles our conversation first she just kind of says something like joins in and kind of lets us know that she's listening and she's like I've been eavesdropping and then she's She's just kind of like, I just want to listen. You guys open up your circle. So we do. And then we continue to talk about whatever we're talking about, which had something to do with sex or gender. So sue me, you know. And shocker. <laughs> yeah, shocker indeed. But so this one was like, why do you have to be so political? <laughs> and so then we had a whole little discussion about, you know, the personal being political and whatever. And, whatever. and then she accused me of being like a politician. And I was like, am I like a politician? I don't think I sound like a I might talk about things that are related to, you know, politics and so much as the personal is political. I mean, you know, and then I was like, I do realize that I'm buttoning my coat with one hand right now, though. And so now <laughs> I'm starting to feel like you're on to something. But anyway, um, so this woman is like drunkenly already heckling our conversation before the show. Then the show starts and the first comic immediately alienates alienates all of the teachers because ugh, whatever. And so then he's like, who invited you here? Like to, to our audience, to our, the best chunk of real audience. Cause it turns out that everyone else there is a comic, even if they're not on the show, they're like a comic or someone that's just like deeply in the comedy scene. And then there's just like kind of a handful of other people, but the teachers are like the main core of it, but they um, are walked. And so, but then we watch, but meanwhile, this woman to my right is in the farthest corner of the audience choosing to sit by herself um, had come with the teachers and she is commenting on every single thing that every single comedian says giving her opinion of it not funny (laughs) or is she also drunk she oh she's drunk that's she's the one from before i'm saying this is okay um i'm sorry i didn't remember if you said she was drunk before yeah yeah she was drunk even before the show started like everything like everything, almost every like she couldn't go more than three sentences at a time ever, um, and it was usually less than that. But it was it was at a volume where I you, I couldn't really tell whether they were hearing it. Every now and then they would definitely hear it, or they could at least hear something was being said. But you know, 
Um, she really just kept giving her opinion. And sometimes her opinions were making me laugh, you know, because <laughs> sometimes things weren't funny. And she would sometimes just be like, crickets. There are crickets right now. <laughs> and one guy, he asked a question of the audience that was like, seemed sort of rhetorical. And the answer, you know, like a, a joke answer. And it was going to be a different animal. It was going to be like bears or something. But she was just like, crickets. <laughs> anyway, so, but sometimes the things, sometimes she was saying things weren't funny that were, but she was too stupid or drunk to get it. You know what I mean? It was just all over the place. But she would give little comments. She would say something about, and so I was listening and realized at some point that she's identifies as bisexual, actually. She seemed to say something like negative. When someone said he was gay, she was like, boo, or something. In a way that was like, wait, what? Is that a hard boo on gay? But I think she was drunk enough that sometimes she was a little delayed in what she was reacting to because that definitely was the case by the time my set. Um, but anyway, but then at some point when someone said something about being bi, she like, it's like, oh, I'm bi, whatever. So her friends start leaving and they like say goodbye to her and she's like, no, no, no I'm staying. At one point she asks uh, her friend something and the friend goes and walks and takes a half drunk beer and half glass of wine over to her and now she has three drinks did not ask for any of the pizza what the fuck yeah and then her other friend came back to be like hey i'm leaving you know and i just assumed that meant she had been her ride and this chick was just like i'm gonna get drunk and lift home whatever so that's you know what's going on in my mind and this woman's like okay bye and she's like yeah yeah i'm good i'm good i'm fine here so all of her friends leave and she remains in the court she's already by herself drunker than they are and they're pretty drunk but she's drunker than they are so she's already by herself and now yeah, she's drinking all these drinks. Apparently never eats a bite of pizza. Um, and yeah, it's commenting, commenting. So then I get up on stage and she is heckling every single thing I say. And I immediately, you know, all the other comics are, have mostly ignored it or have talked back to her a little bit when, when she gets really loud. But I'm just like, I can't, I, I'm just going to address it. But for a while that goes well because, you know, it can be funny. But then, of course, I'm just a little bit too encouraging and I'm still hoping that she'll get it at some point. You know what I mean? That I can explain Your to her. Your endless faith in people. My endless faith in people. I know, it is misguided and I need to stop. Um, but so, you know, I... I need to not underestimate that when people are that drunk, they just cannot read social cues. Um, so it, it, it very much it was is pretty disruptive to my set. I mean, I still had a good time and I still had some fun riffs and told some fun jokes, and but it was very frustrating because I could not get a sentence out uh, without her. But she would be, she would also be antagonistic and then I would show I would keep turning the other cheek and I would I'll make fun of her, but I'll still be, you know. And at one point I'm inviting her to sit with us, and she was like, Well, what do you what do you mean? I'm not doing anything wrong. Why are you trying to? And I was like, no, no, I'm, in, I'm inviting you to come, you know, you're up farther in the corner and we're clearly going to be having a conversation. So if you'd like to come just sit in the front row, there's all these seats here. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm having to convince her like, you know, that, and that's what I try to do. Like, I, I don't want you to hate me. I, I still, I want you, I want to get you to shut up, but I also want you to still wind up loving me, you know, which yeah. is a hard, you know, <laughs> a hard line to ride. Yeah. And so, by the end of the set, I'm still in a meeting place. I mean, people have talked to her a number of times. The people at the venue and the host of the show have talked to her a number of times. You keep thinking she's going to get kicked out, but somehow she never gets kicked out. Um, and so after the show, I am talking not too far away from her, like 10 feet away from her to a couple of people. And then she keeps trying to join our conversation, but what she's commenting on is about me and it's not really, at, she, she thinks we're talking about something different than we are. So she keeps like hurling these kind of insults at me related to a conversation that she's misunderstanding. But I can so then I just decide, let me just go over and talk to her. So why? I, because I, I, this is just who I am. I know, but I'm asking like, what is your like internal rationale? Like what's the thing that compels you to talk to her now? I like, like at this point, had you not realized that she wasn't taking any social cues? I like, did you still have hope yes. that she was going to realize something? Yes, because, and as I realized pretty quickly and started telling her, she reminded me very much of my first ex wife. She reminds me very much of my first ex wife, and she, who would get drunk and um, heckle. And I had to explain to her because I knew she didn't know what heckle, I knew what she was going to say, which was. They keep saying I'm heckling. I'm not heckling. I'm helping. I'm joining. She's at that level. She just doesn't know. And so on one point, you know, I'm just very patiently explaining to her because yes, she's drunk, but I know she also just doesn't know how comedy shows work and why. 
And so I started explaining to her about faux pas and rules and things like that. And she, um, is, it's, she's like, I'm not stupid. I have a master's degree and let me know that. And at one point she like fell over, uh, like fell off the stool and I, I caught her <laughs> and then she was like putting herself back, you know, I'm helping her back. She's like, you're not bigger than me. <laughs> And I was like, I, uh, yeah, I guess I haven't even, I'm not sure how she's like, you might be taller than me. You're not bigger than me. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to be, damn. do you want to be bigger than me? And she's Again, like, like wh- I because just, like, I also love crazy fa- people. And so here we take a, a, a regular it. person Ugh. and we get them drunk and you see this interesting version of their mind. Um, and I just, I'm, and well, yeah, I started recording it now. What, what I could ever do with that recording <laughs> maybe right. Um, uh, an episode of something with it because I don't, you know, like there's no way I would get her consent to release that on a podcast or something. But um, I have plans for a podcast about all the crazy people that I meet around this country, but that's a different story anyway. Um, so, but at some point we decided to go outside to smoke and she is now like by this time I've gotten her we're, we've been in this roller coaster of whether she's like liking me or mad at me versus kind of like oh, actually you seem okay and we're kind of just talking in a you know like in a positive way so by the time we get outside we're friends and now she is flirting with me I had already esta- I had already discussed from stage that I realized that she was bi I'm like you know, this, you know she's bi whatever and we did like a whole ra- anyway we talked about her sexuality but she does this thing where she keeps in little ways that she can like bringing up her bisexuality you know yeah <laughs> so, and I'm like mm-hmm and <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're not, you have she's no now, she's mastery of flirting. subtlety. Yeah, she's like flirting with me in this very like, just, you know, but then, okay. And this guy has joined us at one point. And so at some point, um, I, I can't remember, I wish I could remember, well, I can find out, I guess, um, what we said, but she said we were talking. So we were talking about some kind of thing about attraction to men because she's like, I'm more into this sort of thing, and and puts her hand like swipes my vagina over my jeans and then smells her fingers. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, and Jesus so Christ, Pensacola. We were all just me, it? me and the dude who'd come up. Um, were just like, did do you just, and then I have this, this friend who, um, I had met at work here a few months ago who actually lives in Pensacola. She'd come out and she was so great. And she was like, just kind of like half watching our conversation and like what was going on. (laughs) So the three of us are just all like, what in her drunk brain made her just what? And so then, but I realized she was contrasting it to whatever he said. I was like, Oh, was this your way of reminding me that you're bi? And she was like, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Dude, and I, so then I was just like, and then I'm just like, that is an interesting tact to take to sexually assault someone. That is technically sexual assault, in case you don't know. Um, And, you know, to, to, to remind them that in case they had forgotten what we had already announced from stage, (laughs) that we might need that. Um, But anyway, so then, like, at that point, the, like, all the comics and people who are hanging out are just kind of like, just turning to be like, um, is everything okay, Ariel? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just hey, like, Hey, you good? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. Um, and so then I'm just, after a minute or two more of conversation, I'm like, Hey, do you want to make out? And this woman's like, Oh my God. <laughs> You're fucked. Because, okay. Also, again, she reminds me so much of my first ex wife. Oh, as soon as we get outside, she's like, Did you see what I do you see my car? And I'm like, Oh my God, is it going to be, it's a BMW. I'm like, uh, cause that was such a thing with my ex wife that she would be like, she was so impressed with herself that she had a BMW. She always wanted one. And then when we were getting divorced, she bought herself an $80,000 custom BMW. And then she just couldn't wait to tell me about her stupid BMW as if that was going to make me stay with a woman I had no interest <laughs> in. But anyway, so, but so, yeah, and I just felt it was just like this weird like universe thing of like here's my heckler who is it's just my ex-wife in a different universe. <laughs> it's just the same fucking woman. They looked pretty similar if I'm going to be honest. It's a different manifestation. Different of manifestation this, like, of the same person. Yeah. Of the, yes, the same program. What is the what is the universal uh, algorithm doing right now? Cuz this is yeah, fucking that's, fu- this is on You point. know, I think we could number wow. like all the different okay. types of people. At number 82, we'll call this one. Okay, so a number 82 is at my show and I'm just like 
it feels like I should just make out with her. <laughs> so, and so I just am like, do you want to make out? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and then she goes, she, she goes, I need water though. First I need water. <laughs> so I had a water, of course. And so she uh, picks up my water and takes a sip. And then I'm reaching for it. I would also like some water before that. And she starts, she's like hands it to this guy who's come up to us. And she's like, Hold our water. <laughs> oh, it's, she's skipped to hours now. <laughs> or maybe she's I might. But I, it doesn't matter. But the point is, she's like, just hold my water, okay? And then I'm and then I'm like, well, I'm like still reaching with Chris today. Well, I want some actually. Thank you. She's like, no. <laughs> he needs to hold my water. And I'm like, oh, she's doing. I was like, hold on. Let me give you a sip. Let me get a sip, and then you can hand it to him again. I get you're doing like a watch this move, but like, let me have the water and then I can hand it back to you. Uh, So so I take a sip of water and then I hand it to her and she's like, hold this. (laughs) And this guy doesn't give a shit, you know, it's just like some older dude who's like sort of a comic or whatever. Um, And he, and so he's like, takes the water and then she's like, you're almost like she's putting her hair back. She's like, you're, you're about to see some shit. Oh my God. And then we just make out and it's like a fine, kiss i guess kind of like my first sex wife where it's like is this is yeah this is better than bad you know better than bad mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not it's literally not bad you know uh, like i could work with you know but it's not good god we are just such different that sounds like a literal nightmare to me <laughs> well yeah but i don't care it's just for a story you know no i know this that is just but hilarious I'm just saying, no but not the making out the making out is the only part of that that sounds like vaguely appealing no. it's like that was my least like, enjoyed like, part. Like, yeah, and like the fact that you, you know, if there's anything that gives me hope in the world and also simultaneously makes me a little worried for you is your endless hope and faith in people sometimes. I know, We're but just it's just like, entertaining. Well, maybe. I know, but that's the thing. Is like, oh, I'd that's, rather live this way. It's so fun. Someday it's going to... I know, but I, I try to keep safe. And then she... Um, she we then we because then I realized like thank God she needed to impress me with her stupid car because then I realized this bitch drove here and so now I'm like dude you need to come with us to the restaurant like can we or can you get a ride home what's what's the deal here and she was just stranded at this point and she was getting she stopped drinking at some point but her blood alcohol level continued to rise yeah and so everything like past the makeout was just it was a downhill I don't know if something like hurt her feelings or whatever because I sort of abruptly was like you know what <laughs> uh I just stood up from the I don't know I it was just it, I felt weird after the kiss and so I like stood up abruptly ish and was like mm, let's um join the others or something and so but she seemed like she like like had a dark cloud fall over her and then I was like wait a minute you uh, can't be driving yourself home. Like, what are we going to do? And so we developed a plan that she should come with us to the restaurant we were going to. And then at the point she was still okay, but it was like, come to this restaurant with us and you know, like eat food, then, sober eat up. food. And I, and then I was like, I doubt she's going to sober up. But at the same time we figured out that she lived, she lived like 25 minutes away, but she lived in the same area as that friend who had come to the show. And so my friend very generously was like, I'll drive you home. You can deal with your car tomorrow. Um, and so that was the plan, but then she was really resistant and she said she had to pee and I was like, well, this place is closed. So let's just go to the restaurant, which is seven minutes away. Um, but then she very much like my ex wife was like, no, I just going to go. And I was like, no, it's closed. And then the girl was like, no, I think she means like around the, I was like, oh, right. Of course, of course she's going to squat and be okay. So she want she wanders off to the side and I just kind of follow a little bit lagged behind her to be like, I'm going to keep a eye on her and the others are all standing there and I just kind of stay at the edge of the building and I'm just like looking and I see her just like stumbling down the and I'm just trying to keep an eye on her and make sure but then I I think she's squatting and I kind of lose her for a bit and I'm like oh god and then I just have to go after her and now she's around a building and she's like on her phone um this is after <laughs> several minutes and she, and and she hands it to me and says something I think she's saying that to talk to her husband and um to get uh Oh, I should say, right after I made out with her, I looked down and saw this enormous ring. And I was like, you are like allowed to make out with other women, right? And she was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's all there. Anyway, so <laughs> so she, um, she hands me the phone, but like simultaneously hangs up on him on accident. And I'm like, hey, why don't you, uh, can we call him back? And she's like, mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, whatever, do you want to just come with us? Like, we've got this whole plan of, you know, whatever. And then she just like crumples to the ground. And then I'm like, do you want, should we call your husband again to come pick you up? And she's like, he won't come for me. And I'm like, okay. So it's just like this like whole thing unfolds. Meanwhile, I can't remember her name. And <laughs> oh my God. We went over it so slowly. But I was like, hey, I tried, I thought I could make her laugh um, by being like, hey, what's your name, by the way? No, that's when she crumbled to the floor. I forgot. Um, she was standing on the wall. And then I was like, after her husband, I was like, hey, what was your name again? And that's when she called I thought me. I was opening with the darkness. And like, you that was my bad. Come in I, here with like. Then fucking... I was like, I was like, Stephanie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Turns out it was Stacy. Anyway, um, I was close. So we get her, though, to finally agree to come to the restaurant with us. But she just like passes out in my friend's car. And then this guy, uh, well, you know, what we think is her husband comes and like comes to the restaurant to like thank us and thank my friend and everything. And, but then when she comes back, she's like, yeah, that's not her husband. Or maybe we found out the next day through some message or whatever. She, oh, cause she had left her phone in her car and everything. So we found out the next day that was not her husband. So her husband indeed would not come, but apparently she's been cheating on her husband for four years. And how do you know that? She tell I, you? The way I heard that from someone else involved. Like, I don't know, okay. but that's where we're, yeah, that's where we're at is that she, well, um, and this is why you shouldn't be in heterosexual relationships. Yeah. They are a lie. All of them. No. Um, <laughs> but a lot of them are not all of them. Hashtag not all heterosexual, marriages, <laughs> but most, <laughs> but most. Mm-hmm. Well, I think of, I think of, uh, relationships this way. Now there's gay relationships and straight relationships. I mean, hetero people, like I hope for straight couples that they're gay with each other. Right. It's the thing. That, but it's also like, I think that if you're using each other, that's a straight relationship. And if you're partners, then it's a gay relationship. Tight. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else? But it was just fun to be like, um, I made out with my heckler person. You know, I literally have nothing to say except for like that entire situation sounds terrible. It just fuck well, like it's just like I don't like talking to people like that. I don't like engaging with people. I don't tr- care about changing people's minds. I don't care about finding the goodness in everybody. I don't want well, it. That's you. I I know, but that's what I'm saying is like it's it's like, that's my kink. I know, but I'm just I was just saying like I'm not. I don't have nothing to say because I don't care. I just don't have anything to say because I literally don't know what to say about that whole situation besides yikes. <laughs> well, you know, I felt like in some way I was like working out some karma uh, surrounding my ex-wife or, you oh, know, like you playing did. around in there. You know, that's just the kind of thing I like to do. But I also like just thinking of it as like, oh, yeah, that's an 82 right there. I want to go back to numbering types of people. Okay. Well, a fetish. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's not a fetish, but we do have finally have a good name for our listeners provided to us by incels. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to start calling our listeners cum brains. <laughs> yeah. What's up, cum brains? Mm-hmm. It can be any kind of cum, you know, whatever any kind of cum, cum you're into. infecting your brain to where all you want is cum. Mm-hmm. Just get over here, you little cum brain. I like it. Yeah, Cumbrains is a great, uh, it's just, you can go any direction with that. It is a little close to Cumbrian, which is like a region in England. <laughs> I don't think that matters. But, no, I'm just saying your phone will correct it. Oh. Like when you type in Cumbrian, it usually corrects it to Cumbrian the first time. <laughs> My, I mean, the autocorrect is so egregious all the time anyway that, I, you know, you can barely get anything done with it. I remember I was like, there was something where if you try to type in turfs and swerfs, it, it goes to like reefs and something like, I don't know. Um, this is also isn't a fetish, but just a fetish update. Oh. I had somebody write me in a listener and uh, tell me that their friends that like uh, do sex work mm-hmm. uh, have like people that are into like eating poop. And that they usually have like a lot of specifications, right? Like, I hope so. Like, you know, yes. like it, it has to be one thing I didn't think about. It has to be solid. Well, <laughs> I well, I never knew. Yeah, you do know, people have different? Maybe some they do. Like, like, you know, like one, like one dude, like yeah, it has to be solid. 
but like does and he no like the lax- really hard ones and or like, like no the laxatives snake, but you know, healthy? Like you can't have any sort of like laxative healthy. and it has to happen at night you know oh. which is like i didn't even think that's well, interesting it's like it, i don't just because like, they like the night sex i don't like, know but it's like you can't shit in my mouth if it's daytime i'm sorry oh it just feels dirty if the sun's out you don't want god seeing yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of stuff that just feels like grosser in the daytime, right? You know, yeah. like we have we like that, comedy. Yeah, comedy exactly. during the daytime is the fucking worst. Setting. Yeah, comedy and shitting in people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Only half. What at does night. comedy and shitting in people's mouths have in common? Probably among many other things that <laughs> they should only happen at night. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's a great fetish of the week. We can always revisit revisit pooping. Well, we um, just did it last week. Uh, pooping part two. You can never <laughs> num- pooping number two. You can never have enough. Um, so did we? I didn't forget what we. I mean, uh, my the thing is like oh, you know people's mouths, right? Yeah, but it's just like I, you know, I I really didn't think about the difference in like consistency too much. But like, what if you were just like wanted like liquid shit? Yeah. So you had to gargle it, right? Well, uh, yeah. (laughs) Is what people want, you think the healthy S-shaped or snake-shaped? Or do they, some you know, because then there's a really hard, it's been a few days building up in there, you know, kind of (laughs) No, I've never, I mean, it's been like a long time since it's been a few days since I've shit. For me too, but I remember a good, you know, and now that I'm not drinking as much, they are hardening up. So I wonder if... um, wonder if I'm going to get the, but, but, you know, I think I poop regularly and I have a good enough, but it's not, but you know, some people could be really into that. Like they want you to eat meat and cheese. So it gets all backed all, like, up. Clumpy. And, uh-huh. Not like the nice, see, I feel like the best, like, I feel like those like hard nuggety ones where it's like one big piece made out of a bunch of nuggets put together. Mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> that would be like the worst of the solids to oh, eat. Okay. You know? I thought you were going to say the ideal. No, like, I think you mm-hmm. want like ideally like, uh, like a thick paste. <laughs> kind of I'm situation. losing it. <laughs> My defenses are weakening. Well, you're, you're the one that Shields dove are... back into it. I know because it's funny in theory. <laughs> Until I start talking about it uh-huh. and you can't, <laughs> the walls can't, aren't high enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, you got to go for that like creamy texture where like if it was a particularly long piece of shit, it would like break in the half because it doesn't have enough structural integrity. I don't think you want like a really large, like solid piece. I think that'd be harder to chew up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you could, you can, you've got a whole stew of really loose stuff. Ooh, and then poop it's chunky. stew. Yeah, it's chunky. You got corn and tomato, like visible beet juice and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you think there are people that are into like culinary? Look, like- I don't just want you to like. <laughs> shit in my mouth. Like I have a menu of what you're going to eat. First. I want you. To, <laughs> I was gonna say I want you to like. <laughs> Take a shit in the bucket with some water in it and like pour the water. Like I want the like I want you to replicate toilet water or take a shit in the toilet and then get that water out of there. Or they just want to like go eat out. (laughs) (laughs) They want to like (laughs) eat it out of the toilet, right? Like at the like bobbin for apples style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put their face down in it and like you know that way they can get like a like, <laughs> water to help wash the poop down because like it's gotta be hard to swallow we're supposed to be video recording this shit on YouTube. Uh, where's your tripod uh, my backpack. <laughs> damn well this one's almost over i'm gonna write it down on my little paper so i remember yeah. um okay but like well did I, you learn anything else though from no the they didn't tell me a lot more. i mean the I thing is like you know send them my way the the, the the information had to be pretty general because it is like, it's like you don't want to give up people's like private information, right? About like, mm-hmm. here's the specific scene that they wanted, right? It's like, and if they did tell me that, then like I for sure wouldn't say it on here because like, who There's knows? There's to be some more information. Oh, God, we just need someone who's into poop sex to want to just, talk. That's, <laughs> look, until the only people who I really are into shit about. sex reach out to us, the only fetish we're talking about poop. is poop. Find us a poop. Well, we would stop shirt. if we had some answers. Find us a poopster, <laughs> please. Um, yeah. We're on a strike. I think <laughs> we're on a poop only a strike. Poop strike. <laughs> or what if they want, like, I, I think it's like, you know, 
the difference in like peanut butter comes into play where it's like you either have your creamy or your chunky like yeah hey can you eat this bag of peanuts and then shit in my mouth later yeah that way it's like extra you could definitely control the texture a lot if you you could get really into controlling people's diets and like what kind how the nature yeah you like you want to shit and you want like it, it would be weird if you were like you know a dominant person who wanted your mouth shit in. So yeah. you're like, you, I'm going to control well, yeah. you and make you eat the right thing so you can shit in my mouth the way I like it. Right. And it's like, just that's an, you know, we always think about like the person whose mouth being shit in being in some sort of subby place, but it could come from a place of control. Yeah, I it's like, I have to test it. I, I want to know, like Go. maybe, and maybe the rest of the time that they're, they're not shitting in his mouth, they're hooked up to like a bag, like one of those bags that holds like horse shit, right? As the horses are walking in parades, right? Uh-huh. They, they put that on a person and like, he's like trying to create the perfect like human shit fertilizer. But like the only way he can test it to make sure it's good enough is to like, t- to like taste it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like we have sciencier methods these days for analyzing well, this is, things. This is erotica, you know, we're not... Yeah, no, I. We're not um, aiming for the most realistic thing where he could just make test it in a lab. He's like, so yeah. Um, Well, yeah, it would be. Do you think though that if you're into this thing that is so intense already, you could on the one hand try to aim for really clean poops or whatever that would mean to you, like with this, like whatever the perfect texture would be. But you could also, on the other hand, just want them to eat like paneer Indian food buffet, you know, like just like the worst possible smells shit. Well, just like the most intense is what I mean. I say, I say the worst, but like the most intense thing, whatever, you know what I mean? With like the cottage cheese kind of like get a lactose intolerant person. I'm going to need you to eat a steady diet of like paneer and like chickpea masala. Yeah. Like that would be, yeah. Right there. Chickpeas. And (laughs) yeah. Oh, oh, that, but because you want the most extreme version, right? I could see that would smell so bad. Like the farts coming out during that shit session would like, cause like when I eat chickpeas now, I run Ellie out of the room. Chickpeas and a lactose intolerant person having cottage cheese. That's what I'm saying. That is like super high lactose. So if you were really, but that's probably, you're like, look, I don't want this to be clean. I don't want you to cover my face. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to splatter it oh, everywhere. I want it to be a bright color. <laughs> I'm going to put some goggles on because it, it will get in my eyes. Yeah, if not. That's, everyone, if you're into poop at home, do remember to put your goggles on. <laughs> don't swallow. You are not supposed to swallow. Have you noticed how Stacy always has pink eye? <laughs> like why? I don't get it. <laughs> Anyway, um, but please, if you're into poop in any way, do do contact us. I just, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. What if you were into like certain hues and colors? You're like, look, if it's not the green poop, I'm, I'm not into it. People would definitely. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I do wonder, because we all have these elaborate fantasies, and it's like, do they care? Is it just that it's poop? Me, yeah, maybe you know, we do they are have pretty no involved, interest? Are like, we the only ones who are thinking about the texture of poop at all vis-a-vis poop sex, you know? I think, like, there are probably, like, you know, how we have these more elaborate, like, fantasies about things we're into, and there are people who have some pretty, like, basic fantasies. Uh-huh. I think poop sex people probably run that gamut where they get really into it. Some people yeah. are like, yeah, poop's poop. Poop's poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, is there a, is there a Reddit? Do you think Reddit? they test it out? Like, if you can't get, like, human poop, like, you have to, like, let your dog shit in your mouth first? Because, like, sure. you can't find are, another human to, like, oh, get your shit. For sure, so, like, poop, there's a substitute. crossover is high. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. It's got an easier, like, entryway than, like, yeah. finding another human to the shit human in Human shit is also grosser to us than dog shit, right? Really? I, I can't know. really remember. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I feel I, like I, one I of them is supposed to be... I feel like human shit's supposed to be more rancid to us because it's... Human? Human, and it's definitely got all kinds of I mean I just smell wise dog, dog stuff, stuff is, is like way oh, nastier like oh, I've smelled some of the it. things that come out of Ellie yeah, maybe it's dogs are worse for us because they're diff- I can't hear yeah. oh yeah the, the like g- their the GI of, track who knows what it's full of the thought of, like uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's way worse to think about that than regular bestiality <laughs> that. I would much rather think about fucking a dog any day of the week than thinking about eating their shit. Or like shit. maybe someone wants to be like collared and like there's a dog that like, you know, shits and they're like, they're like dumb, like pulls them up to him. It's like fucking eat it. And they like had to eat like the warm, like dog shit. Like, 
Yeah. I don't know. I also yeah. that's the things we have small dogs, but like oh, with like a dog big shoes. dog, <laughs> like that's like that's dude, that's bigger than any shit I've ever taken. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I want you to eat the whole. Those thing. are emasculating. <laughs> it's like a fucking yeah. Oof. Do you think someone's into like reverse poop play? Like where they try and push it back in. I'm sure, like with their dick. Sure. Do that. (laughs) Ooh, they like poop sex where it's like, I want to fuck you while you're trying to shit. shit. We're going to use the shit as the loop for my fingers or dick or whatever. That bothers me. The way more than bothers, eating it. It's all up. No. Like fucking with like. Worse. (laughs) 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 Eating it is way worse. What if it. Maybe you blend it up. And like have to do like a smoothie. <laughs> I'm blocking it out again. Every time I gag, it resets my um, defenses a little bit. They're weaker than they were before, but they're you know they go back up. Yeah. Um. So I'm good for another two <laughs> rounds, and then I lose it again. Oh my god! If we're talking about animal shit, like like a like a cat shit that's covered in litter, so it's like all crunchy breaded. and shit. Yeah, breaded. <laughs> You can deep fry it. Uh, <laughs> the Texas State Fair coming soon. <laughs> uh, oh God! Well, you could serve that to dogs; they would love it. Deep fried cat shit yeah. treats for your dogs. That's the thing is, like, I guess dogs or sums. Poop can go a lot of places besides eating, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people who are just like into watching it. In which case, it's like the difference in texture makes Dude, just w- as much sense. Can we right? make some art? Where we paint with poop, but then frame it in a way where it doesn't smell. People have done that. Can we have it, though, in our home? No. I want to put it right next to our ugly penis man. I don't really want our shit hanging on the wall. I can't handle it. I couldn't even handle a picture of poop that I took once. I was, you know, you know how you want to take a picture sometimes and then you finally do. And then every time you scroll past it, you just can't. I just can't. Just, no, yeah. I mean, I do just take pictures a lot of the time because I'm just like, oh, dude, that looks fucked up. And I take like, a picture of them. Like, I never do. I like always have thought of like, oh, maybe I'll send that to so and so. Like, dude, check this out. But then I never do. And then yeah. I just end up deleting it. But like, sometimes I'm, I just look back and I'm like, wow, that really just has a particular kind of look to it. I think I need to capture that. Yeah, there's a particular look sometimes. It can be really impressive. But, um, but I just couldn't handle. I just, I, I yeah, I just, I, I couldn't handle it, and I deleted it. I had to say, it was, it was a great picture. Don't get me wrong, but my stomach. You don't have that. That's not why you're just like, no. yeah, I just deleted it. But it's like, isn't it? Is a little bit because you're just like, ugh. No, I don't have a use for it, and so I delete things that I'm not oh. actively trying to use on my phone. Oh, um, nice. Do you? I mean, did we? You never did anything with it, but like, we should just toss it back out there. Your whole period poop Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> period shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, well, I feel like I haven't had as much period poop. Like, I haven't, I feel like I used to have good ones more. And, and I'm, your, maybe I'm not drinking your as much. Your diet so. and like, yeah, I am so much healthier than I used to. Or whatever be. has improved. That's true. You're well, the, but but now that I have the Diva Cup, yeah. I could purposefully Shit and take a big shit and then pour it on it. So, yeah, maybe Ooh, I'll revive like it. Like a demi glaze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like a Sunday. You know? <laughs> Um, oh shit! I really have to go because we gotta get frozen too. Frozen too. I'm so jealous. Yay! <laughs> this has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on sixty-six point six FM. That's KFUX. Peace. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big asses. Woman of Size is plus size, Latina, flawed, curvy, curvy, thick queen, queer, fat, black, disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast. <laughs>